Another great episode of Red Sea Roundup is coming up next. If you like what you hear, please go to our website, redsearadio.org, and donate to our apostolate, or even become a member of our Immaculata Recurring Gift Society and keep us on the air. Thank you so much, and God bless you. Good morning. It is Wednesday, July 5th, 2023. You're listening to the Red Sea Roundup. Thank you for joining us. I'm your host, Deacon Mike Beauvais. Today, as always, we have a great show for you. This morning, we will be speaking with Lisa Staremski. She is the Director of Religious Education at St. Anthony's Catholic Church. And uh, we are going to be talking about the importance of religious education, especially in the world we live in today. So, before we begin, though, I want to welcome everybody listening to us on KEDC 88.5 FM Hearn Bryan College Station. And also, welcome to our Central Texas listeners on KYAR 98.3 FM Lorena Waco. And a shout out to our listeners in Palestine on KINF 107.9. Phone number 85 Love Red Sea 855 683 7332. If you would like to call in and you have a comment to make on religious education, or later on in the show, if there's something that you want to tell us about what's going on in your parish. So, without further ado, welcome, Lisa. How are you doing this morning? Doing good, Deacon. Doing good. Thanks for asking me to, to join you today, and I appreciate that very much. Well, this is a uh, topic that is very dear to my heart because I have been doing adult religious education for, I don't even remember how long. And... Uh, so one of the things that I notice is that, you know, there is this gap between what, you know, we hope people would know about their faith and what people actually know. And I've always felt that for the last 40, 50 years, the church's catechesis has somewhere fallen through the cracks. And so I thought we'd talk a little bit about children's religious education and the importance for them later as adults to have that basis for that. But before we get into that, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you get into religious education? I'd say a long story short, but maybe not so short. Um, before I got married in 1995, no, a long time ago, um, I was helping religious education. I had my aunt reached out to me. She said, you know what, Lisa, I think it'd be really good for you to help with religious education. I was like, I'm not sure about that. And she said, no, I really think it'd be really good. So I was like, okay, well, let's, let's see. And I was just like three months before I'd gotten married. And she said, well, what should we have the students call you? I said, well, she said, how about Lisa Stremsky? I was like, mm, no, I'm not married yet. She said, well, how about Miss Regman? I was like, well, but that's going to be hard because they're going to change that in about a week. And then she said, how about Miss Lisa? I said, you know what? That's perfect. So I started helping her uh, that year. And then as time went on, whenever we got close to the end of the year, she said, oh, by the way, I forgot to tell you, I was training you because I'm retiring from kindergarten and you're going to take it over next year. So I started teaching. I loved it because, you know, I just got married and it was fun. And then I kind of roped my husband Leonard into doing it. So we started co-teaching together. His gift was to know the kids' names. 
my gift was to try to organize that. But, you know, it was fun. We enjoyed every minute of it. And then God just decided that there was more for me to do. So then I started seeking and trying to figure out what I wanted to do. So I did adult formation. From adult formation, I went into religious education. And then God had another plan. Uh, he decided one day, he said, you know what? Let's just throw just a little bit more of a curve. I was a floor designer for, I think, about 15 years. And uh, a friend of mine, Becky, which was the DRE at St. Joseph's at the time, she says, you know what? I think you'd be really good helping in religious education. I was like, mm, okay. So I started helping her, and I have been in some form of ministry ever since. And that was back in, before, I think, about 2000. So then I had my son and then my daughter a couple of years later. Now, one of the things, uh, the diocese has a program for people that assist in religious education to help them in their formation. Mm -hmm. But I find it interesting that, uh, you know, people are usually afraid to dive into that religious education because they think it's, you know, something else to add to that. How did you find the formation programs from the diocese? Um, basically, like talking to a lot of different people, they kind of guided me in the general direction. Then I started contacting and talking to the diocese itself. And they were like, you know what, you want to go further? Let's continue your education. So during the course of a couple of years, I was able to get my certification as a DRE and a religious education. It was, and then also in youth ministry. But it was a, it was just a wonderful thought to know that there was so much out there. You just have to kind of search. But you know, if anybody has any questions, please don't hesitate to ask me because I'd love to help you on your way to uh, your journey uh, in getting certification. Now, You've been working in religious education for a number of years. Is there a change that you've seen in religious education over those years, or is it more growth? Uh, as far as like students, and uh, we've had a lot, I mean, you know, COVID did not help, but there's been like a, a slide down of where it's not as, as attended as it once was. I, you know, I've seen it slowly start coming back this last year, which is wonderful. But, you know, it's time to come back to religious education. If you haven't come, if you're uh, just not ready or you're, you're thinking, hey, I really need to get involved, please bring your students. It's something that's very important and it's very near and dear to me that they, you know, you get your, your parents are your primary catechist. But as a parish, we're there to help guide you, help to strengthen that bond and to give them the community that the family needs for religious education. What would you say to parents who say, well, there's so many other things that our kids are involved in. Why should I send them to religious education, which is just one more thing that we have to do? I, you know, I see that point and having had two children, they're both graduated from high school now, but thinking back, you know, it was, it, and I understand there's a lot of stress and used to be like when you have religious education on Sundays and on Wednesdays, usually typically nothing really would conflict with it. But now in our time, there's a lot of stuff out there that competes with religious education, but it's very important for them to bond in their faith. Plus they make such lasting relationships with other students that they get, they have that bond. So, you know, when you start worrying if your student is making the right decisions, making the right choices, Having other friends that are involved in their parish and religious education in their parish itself, I think, helps build that 
background and that bond that they need. They need that. What do you see as your greatest joy in being in religious education? You know, that's a, that's a tough question, but some of the things I could answer to that is that I know that sometimes I'll, I've, well, I can think of one. There was a student, and right now I can't think of the name won't come to me, but, you know, you could be out in public somewhere, and you could have a student come in, Miss Lisa, do you remember? You, I had you in kindergarten. You were my kindergarten teacher, and you're, I'm like, wow. And you'd have to sit there and think you want another name. I was like, oh, kids, this is so nice, sweetheart, really, you know, and I do remember their face. But you see that seed and you see them go on and you see them get married. You see them have their family. You see them bringing them to church, taking them to church. You see stuff, just, you know, social media that you know that that seed was planted. And it wasn't just you, but it was their family and that just the community that they built within that parish. And what do you see as the greatest challenge right now? The challenge, I think, right now is just to make the decision for the families to make the decision that they need some form of religious education for their students. Um, you know, the challenge is, is I know that we're, our society has so much here lately that, you know, they have this and they have that and they're always in the car. And I tell them, I know you're in the car, you're, you're eating and you're going on, but always make religious education a very important part because, you know, we want to be there to help you, but we can't help you if you don't come and enter the doors. One of the things I see in our culture is the overabundance of differing perspectives. And I find it challenging, even for myself, uh, it must be much, much greater for young people to discern what is it that they should listen to. How do you see religious education playing into that? It's hard, you know, to make discernments of what you should and should not listen to, but you just have to, you know, the family, the, the parents, I think if they are the role models, if they help the children decide what they should and should not do and what they should listen to, you know, as a parent, that's your responsibility to try to help guide them in the, in the correct direction. Where do you see religious education being the greatest benefit to a family? Well, as they always say, where God is, where two or three or more are gathered, there I am. Well, if you're involved, because, you know, sometimes like some of the parents are like, oh, well, you know, we'll let someone else teach. But you know what? Sometimes if those parents, I understand they don't want to be with their own children. I completely get that. That was me um, because I was like, you know, kids didn't want to listen to me, but they'll listen to anybody else. But I think if you just started early, you know, when after they've been baptized, make sure that you stay continually going to Mass, be at Mass. Then as they get closer to pre-K and kindergarten, bring them. And I think if the parents bring them, they get involved. I think if the whole family is involved, the easier it's going to be for the transition into attending and, and being a vital part of our parish. This is one of the things that uh, I have always admired about your family because the whole religious education thing is a family adventure. And, um, but I think, you know, this is something that, uh, for parents out there is worthwhile noting that this can be a method of uniting the family in a common bond, a common adventure. Well, I know, um, ever since my children, when they were, I mean, well, just a little back, like my daughter, she'll be 19 in September 
and my son's fixing to turn 23. That's so hard to believe. But ever since they were little, I just remember we actually had some uh, fake keys that weren't really the real keys that went to the building. But they would just, they would be so excited to think they were unlocking those doors and to be a part of it. And then after they both received First Communion, they were like, Mom, can we help? And I was like, oh, well, yes, you sure can. So we, you know, we basically would put them in a lower grade and they would, you know, they would go to RE on one night and then they would help at a different time, whether it be First Communion or First Reconciliation Prep. But it was, to me as a parent, there was so much joy watching that they wanted to. It wasn't me saying, hey, you have to. They wanted to. And I think that was that brought me a lot of joy just watching them. And, of course, my husband would always tell you that he's voluntold, which, yeah, sometimes he is. But he really and truly, it's, it's made it great, the fact that we can all volunteer and we could do things as a family. And it's, a, it's just a, a great, just, it's just wonderful to know that we could be together. Because, I mean, we're serving God, but we're there together as a family. I want to remind our listeners who are listening to the Red Sea Roundup. I'm speaking with Lisa Storemsky this morning. She's the director of religious education at St. Anthony's. Uh, Lisa, when you uh, plan out the religious education programs, especially for the really young kids, what is the goal? What is it that you would like for them to primarily get out of those first few years of religious education? Well, you know, the first few, few years, I mean, we had some help with the parents. You're, you're working on, like, the sign of the cross. You're working on the Hail Mary, the Our Father. We want them to know that when they come to religious education that we're there to help them learn, but we're also there for them to be able to participate and enjoy fellowship with the other students their age. And then we also do stuff throughout the year that brings all the grade levels together to participate and to watch them grow. I think just to watch them interact and watch them play and have a good time and to, to realize that they don't realize that they're, they're actually bringing something home. But when they take information home to their parents and I either get a stop in the hallway or whatever, and they're like, you know, Ms. Lisa, they came home today and this is what they said they learned. I'm like, that is the best and greatest joy is to watch the families that they're interacting, they're carrying on the conversation with the students of what they did in religious education. One of the great pleasures I have is watching the young kids when they first start out, and uh, it just always amuses me when they're first starting out and they don't know which hand to make the sign of the cross with, especially going into church with the holy water. And uh, as they grow and you see them growing in their faith, especially if they become altar servers or become active in religious education, helping out. It is such a joy to watch them mature as Christians. And I can't imagine having done it as long as you have, that you don't get some joy out of seeing that year after year. Yeah, it's it's wonderful watching them grow. I know some of the kids, you know, when they start out, they're so, they're, I mean, you know, the, the parents are like, Oh, they're crying. We can't get them in the door. I'm like, it's okay. It's going to be fine. They get into it and they come out skipping. They had such a good time. And that right there is just, it brings you so much joy. Then you, then you watch them go through the sacrament process. You watch them come into second grade, receive the, second, the sacraments of reconciliation and Eucharist. It's a joy just watching them grow into their faith. I think this is one of the things that makes religious education so important is because it is a growing process for the kids, but it's also a growing process for the parents to see their kids maturing in that faith and in 
part the family grows with the kids, especially if the parents aren't active in catechesis. Uh, would you agree with that assessment? Um, you know, it's kind of in this. You you look back and over the course of twenty some odd years, you kind of watch, and sometimes you have parents that just they 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 would sit out in their car and not even come in. Then you start seeing them get involved in like Bible studies. They go to adoration during that time. Some of them come in and they want to help with religion. They're like, no, no, I don't want to teach. I'm not ready for that. I'm like, well, you know what? Come in and why don't you just be an aid in the classroom? Let's try that and see what you But then you kind of, they're like, you know what? This is great. I think I could do this. I'm like, I know you can. You know, with, with the guidance and, and the, the, you know, we have so many concepts of things, things out there that will help you. But I think you just see them all of a sudden, then you just see them more and more involved. And I think if a family that can get involved in a church, um, and you know, when you go to church, you feel so welcomed. And I think if you have that involvement, then it makes it easier. It makes your, it just makes it so much easier. Speaking of that involvement, when you have the sacramental preparation, usually it involves the parents participating in that process. Uh, how do you see the benefit of that? Well, you know, I've had some parents, you know, way at first you're like, they're like, oh, I'm like, no, it's a, it's really a good thing. So they come and they're, they sit with their students and I've had some parents afterwards say, you know, Lisa, this has been great because some of the things that maybe I had forgotten or I just couldn't remember, it brought back information to me. It's like, wow. So that's why, I mean, because if you're a cradle Catholic, which I'm a cradle Catholic. So I know before I did adult formation and all that years ago, you know, and I'd go home to my husband and say, you know why we do this? And he'd say, why? I said, this is what we do, and this is why we do it. He's like, wow. It's because you know, we, we just knew that sister said, father said. So you did it. But it's really nice to know that you can get the answers that you need. And I think sometimes when the parents come, they get those answers. And I think the kids enjoy their parents there. Plus, we do activities where we involve the kids. But we also involve the parents, too, which really makes it fun. Now, uh one of the things that the diocese requires is that uh, entering into the sacramental preparation, that young people are involved in religious education the year leading up to that first preparation class. Why do you think the diocese does that? I think a lot of times, you know, they need to have a little bit of formation, a little bit of formation before they prepare for something that's very important, which is their first, their second sacrament, baptism was their first. Uh, before they prepare for reconciliation, because you need a little bit of of uh, faith, faith building. You know, you just have to have that one year. So you could start the process of learning more about your faith. And it helps them discern because, you know, sometimes maybe in that first, that first year after the first initial year, they may not be ready, and that's okay. We just want to kind of give them a little bit of background so that they are ready for that next step. And this is one of the things I've observed, you know, just watching the religious education program is that the kids get much more comfortable being in that environment and learning to pray. And uh, our catechists always do such a wonderful job with, you know, opening the classes with the prayers and leading them in and uh, always watching them. They feel awkward at first. They don't know all the words and still struggling with the sign of the cross. And uh, But as they progress, this becomes normal. And I think one of the benefits of having them involved in a religious education 
is making it feel normal that once you then enter into the rites, the sacramental rites, that this is just an addition to something that's already normal for them. Right. And I think, I think also, too, I always caught it with my kids and we would talk, you know, because, you know, they would go to school and say, well, Mom, I don't really feel comfortable doing this on the cross. I'm like, you know what, it kind of equips them, you know, with the, the, faith, the, the faith that they need. And they feel like, okay, I'm, this is good. So, you know, we go to restaurants and everything everywhere, and we always start out with prayer because that's very important. You need to, to acknowledge your faith and, and participate fully in your faith. And I think this, again, is one of the areas where parents are so important because it's really, really helpful if the parents continue that when they're away from religious education so that the kids, you know, become comfortable making the sign of the cross at home, making the sign of the cross when they're out eating and things like this. So that sort of builds on what foundations laid in religious education. And that really is all that religious education is able to do is lay a foundation, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah, we're we're the foundation. Like I said, the, the parents are the primary catechist, and we are there to support and to make it a little bit easier, we hope. But, you know, when we build that, um, I'm going to call it the community or that bond with the families, that just, it just, the building the bond, I think, helps. Because I, I want the parents to always feel like, we're there to help you. If you have something that you need, we're there to back you up and to help you along the way. It's our, you know, we want to travel with you within a community, but within a bond relationship between both of us. Now, we talked about the little little kids coming in. Um, one of the most uh, entertaining thing is is the kids that are in the later stages of elementary school, fourth, fifth, and sixth grade, because now they have a foundation for their faith and they come in and there's a certain amount of enthusiasm, but also there's a certain amount of challenge that goes with this uh, because they are changing emotionally and things like this. How much challenge is it to keep their attention on the topic? You know, sometimes it can be a challenge, but sometimes I know with uh, this past year, you know, you get to your fifth and sixth, and they're like, you're, they're just like, okay, we've we've been in school all day, and I completely understand that. Um, so we try to make things a little bit brighter. Like, and we did a scavenger hunt with our sixth graders last year. I think they had, I, th- I think the teacher actually probably had a little bit more fun than they did, but they had a good time. You know, you just got to keep it, keep it new, keep it fresh, um, and make and, st- and think outside the box. It's, I think outside the box, and I think with that and with just a lot of interaction with the kids, I think you know you could just it just works out really well with 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 the parent with the parents and the teachers. We just have to keep it going and keep it fresh for them. I want to remind our listeners again: you're listening to the Red Sea Roundup. I'm your host, Deacon Mike Bovey, and we're talking with Lisa Staremski, the DRE at St. Anthony's. Lisa, uh, one of the things that uh, is part of religious education is an active youth program in the parish. And um, what is the greatest need for having a youth program in the parish? And uh, how do you keep the youth engaged in the youth program? Well, you know, 
an active youth program, I think it's just they have to they have to have that bond with the youth minister. Um, we just recently hired a new youth minister at St. Anthony's, uh, Becca Thompson, and they just this last week, so on Friday, I wasn't able to help. I had to had some other things on that on my agenda that I had to get done that day. But they actually they sit there. I went I went to the Malinowski Center and they were baking bread to for like a fundraiser. And let me tell you, just watching the kids interact with Becca and watching them make the bread, that was, you know, you look at it in so many ways, but you just see the, you can see the Holy Spirit working. It's just to see them, that role play between all of them just interacting, building, because you had parents there too. It wasn't just the kids, it was parents. But then I tell you what, it really smelled good and almost had to take me a whole bunch of rolls outside with me because I was like, oh, it's so good in here. I just, it's better. This, this is this is just a great experience. And I think this is something I found uh, working with RCIA uh, over the years also. Um, it's not as much about the information being passed on than it is about the community that's being built in the process. Right. And that's that's very important to have that community communication between not only your youth minister and your students, but the youth minister and the parents. When you have that that line of communication, it just makes life so great because, you know, you want to know that you're sending your kids to get to get religious education, but you also want to know that they're building bonds, probably lasting bonds, because some of these kids will go through and they will have met some of their greatest friends and they might not go to the same college later in life, but, you know, they're going to build that bond that they had when they were kids. And I think if they come from elementary and they go all the way through high school, what an awesome bond that is that you have with some friends that you could meet along the way. And you could, you could experience the, the faith formation part, but then you could bond with them throughout the years of, as they get married or they discern a vocation or whatever they decide to do. I uh, have always felt that part of the importance of religious education is keeping a connection to the Christian worldview. And again, this is one of the great challenges in the world we live in because the Christian worldview is not the most popular worldview in the secular world around us. What role can religious education play to keep that emphasis on the importance of a Christian worldview? Well, I'm hoping that, you know, you plant the seeds, you plant the information, then also think that you know, if you're you're thinking, because I mean, there is a lot out there. There's so much thrown at you that I personally did not have a child as a childhood. I mean, there's so. I mean, you got stuff in the palm of your hands back in the day. You had to go to a dictionary and look it all up. But I would hope and pray that when you start that foundation, that that will help carry you through. And then also too, like like I said, making those everlasting friendships and relationships. That'll help guide you also, but it will give you the tools to be able to use when you're discerning what you should and should not do or just life experiences. One of the things that we mentioned earlier already is the hesitancy of catechists to enter into the realm of religious education because the first thought is always, you know, well, I don't know enough to be able to teach. But uh, one of the thoughts that uh, comes to mind for me is, as we were just talking about, that if the catechist is there just by being there, they say that this is important for me. Exactly. And so that worldview 
is passed on not just by what, what the topic of the day is, by the very fact that the catechist says, this is important enough for me to give up time I could be spending at home, to be here with the kids. And I feel that that is more important even than the topic that we're trying to teach, which is, of course, important. But it's that emphasis on this is important for me as an adult. It should be important for you. You know, I think back and sometimes I really feel that when I was a catechist for several years, I would go home and I think, am, are the children coming out with more or am I coming out with more? I Sometimes a lot of times I felt that I was actually kind of felt like I was actually getting more than than what anyone else did. Because, you know, like some of the students, if they would, I mean, if this is, like I said, I was in my early 20s and they would say, well, Miss Lisa, they asked me a question. I said, you know what, if I don't know the answer, I'll get the answer. But I think over the course of the years, I think me and my husband probably got a lot more out of teaching than what we, what we probably felt that we were giving. It was a, it was just such a, a gratification and you just, you felt so good in, in being able to share this time with the kids. And, you know, because at one point in our lives, we didn't think we could have children. And I told them, that's okay. We will teach religious education for the rest of our lives. And these will become all of our children. And we enjoyed it so much. And that's why I think when VBS comes up every year, I'm so excited because I actually get to, uh, you know, have more fun with the kids. And so I, every year I'm like, oh, yes, I already got the theme plan for 2024. We're ready to go. So I think it's just you get so much that you're hoping that it's a, it's, a, it's a really give and take. But sometimes I think it was taking a little bit more than giving. But I loved being in the classroom and just being with the kids. It's just so much to watch them grow, to plant that seed and watch them grow in their faith. Like you said, when you watch them as little children trying to do the sign of the cross, remember we would go to the point to where they would face us, would face them, would do the sign of the cross backwards just so they could put their hands in the right place. And I, we caught ourselves with good mass. I'll say, I'm like, oh, wait, 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 no. We're not in the we're not in the uh, classroom. We need to make sure we're doing it the correct way. People are like they have no idea what they're doing, but it was it was just wonderful. You know, like I said, you you give, but then you just receive a lot more than what you give. Yes, I've always felt that in my teaching, it's cheating because people thank me for what I'm doing, and I'm getting way more out of it than they are. Exactly, and so you feel almost guilty when somebody says thank you for doing this, and you're going well. Don't I? You have no idea how much I'm getting exactly, from this. Exactly. <laughs> yes, and so uh, I think again, encouraging people to become catechists. I think this is something that uh, we really should emphasize that there is nothing that you give working for God that you don't get back a hundredfold. And uh, you know, if you haven't been a catechist in the past, you should definitely give it a try. And also remember that, um, you know, like I said, you will receive more than what you feel like you're giving, but we have, it will be all of us as other fellow catechists that help in the RA program. They'll help you and I will walk with you and I'm sure any DRE, whatever parish you're going to, they will walk with you during that time and help you in any way they can help you. But believe me, it is a, such a rewarding thing to do is to become a catechist. Now, again, I want to remind our listeners, you're listening to the Red Sea Roundup. I'm your host, Deacon Mike Beauvais, and we're speaking with Lisa Staremski, the DRE at St. Anthony's. 
We have about 10 minutes left, and so what I'd like to do is sort of shift focus from talking about religious education uh, to encouraging parents to register their kids for religious education when the time comes. Uh, A lot of parents, because of COVID, sort of dropped out of the routine of taking their kids to religious education. So speak a little bit about um, encouraging parents to do this one more time. So I would, I would challenge any parent that I know this, I know it's have, to me, it's kind of gotten easier not to, I mean, I know it's another thing, but let's bring the students back. Um, I think it's very important for them to build that community. And also I think it's also a benefit to the parents um, you know, come in, build that community with us. Come and join us. Uh, we would love to have you and your family join us in religious education. As far as registration, I know at St. Anthony's, our registration is already up online. Um, I made sure it's there. The calendar's actually done. I haven't put that on there, but I will this week put that on there. We actually do not start until the Wednesday after Labor Day. Uh, but we would love to have you. If you have any questions, I would encourage you to reach out to us um, at the parish. I'd be glad to answer any questions you may have. If you even think that, you know what, my kids are coming, but maybe I want to come and get involved too. Even if you want to be an aide in the classroom, we would love to have you come and, and join us. But like I said, you know, let's get back into bringing the kids and in, into getting into community with the other students. So that way they build those everlasting bonds that they're going to have, no matter if they're in pre-K if they're going into, you know, later in elementary or even junior high or high school, we would love to have them come and join us. And even if you haven't been active in a while and uh, need for the sacraments comes up. Yeah, and things, come. We will, we we will, will work it you. out. Mm-hmm. We'll figure out what you need and what you're missing and where we need to plug information in. And we'll, we'll, we'll work hand in hand to, to make that happen for you and your family because we would love to have you walk with us in faith formation and as our families at St. Anthony's, we would love to have them join. And this is something that, you know, uh, just about every parish, there are a few exceptions. They have a religious education program for the kids. And I think that, you know, no matter who's listening to this episode of the roundup, contact whichever parish you go to, and one, check on registration for your kids, but also ask how they can use your help yes. as catechists. Because even though you don't, you know, you sit there, I know um, for me, the first time uh, I think the pastor was speaking about religious education and, and I felt that he was speaking directly to me. We need you to help in religious education. I was like, Okay, well, all right, he must be talking to me. So if you find it in your heart that you feel that you need to, if that you feel that call to help, reach out to the parish that you were, um, that your, your family is attending and, and find a way to help, whether that be hall monitoring, answering the phones, or just making copies and just helping in a classroom. I think any religious education program would enjoy and love to have as many volunteers to kind of help them. Plus, like I said, you'll get more out of it than probably what you feel like you're giving, but it's always a blessing. Now, there's also a flip side to this, and this is, you know, uh, I always encourage parents that register their kids for religious education. 
to also become active in the parish in other areas. How important is that? I think it's very important. Like uh, me and my daughter, we currently were greeters and I tell you, we, usually we're, we're the eight o'clockers, you know, we're like, oh yes, let's got eight o'clock because early in the morning, let's do it. Or, but this, this actually helps us like, so we greet at the 10 and I told her, well, this is good because this makes, this ensures that I'm going to other masses just besides the eight. But you know, it's so rewarding when people are walking up, you know, well, good morning. How are you? And it's just, it's, it's so rewarding. You meet so many different people. You make contact with so many others. But you see the, just a smile on their faces as they're, as they're entering churches. Whether you're doing that, whether you're ushering, and like the kids, if they've received First Communion, check into being, them being an altar server. Because I know vicariously, I live through every altar server up there, especially the girls. So I, uh, I, whenever I see the girls at their altar, I'm like, yay. So, you know, ha- get involved. No matter what it is, lecturing, I know that's a little harder, but I think that's great. Being an extraordinary minister, I think that's great too. So I think everyone should try to find, uh, there's always a niche, there's a need out there. Just kind of listen and, and kind of fill out where you could be involved and where maybe you're needed and reach out to that parish and ask them. One of the things that... uh is connected to this is the idea that if you're involved in the life of the parish, your kids see there's a reason why they're going to religious education because that's what they're working towards. And if the parents are involved in this, it makes more sense to the kids to be learning their faith because that's what they're moving towards. Well, it gives you that connection, but then also too, I find that if you start them at an early age, then say when they move on to move off to college, if they're going somewhere out of town to college, you're planting that seed. And then when they get there, they're going to start searching for a parish to join and to volunteer at. I mean, wouldn't it be great to think that your, your adult child that is going to college, like, you know what, mom, so I contacted the parish here and whatever town it may be. And I'm going to be a religious education volunteer, or I'm going to be doing this in the parish and in the church, I'm going to get involved. I think that is key. That is key to plant that seed. Now, we're nearing the end of this interview, so I'll give you a couple of minutes just to talk to the parents out there about religious education and what you would like for them to hear. Well, as a, as a cradle Catholic, and a person who, you know, you go through that time in your life when you maybe have stepped away a little bit, and I know I did, uh, but then coming back to the church and being involved and in, in bringing your family and having that family involvement, I think it's important. You have to know that you have a responsibility as a parent to, you want them to grow up, you want to give them that faith, that encouragement. What better way of doing that than walking with them and giving them that opportunity to build their faith so that you're equipping them. You know, we always think about um, the archangels, how they're equipped. Well, you want to give that equipment to your kids to where when they're out there and they're doing what they need to do in their life, whatever that is, whatever they decide, that they discern what they would like to do in life, you want to know that you've given them the equipment and the tools that they need to uh, strengthen their faith and to help them go out and be just wonderful people and to do what God is wanting them to do. God's call is out there. They just have to be open to listen 
And I think that if we give them the tools, that's going to help them, help guide them to discern and make those important decisions they need to make. How important would you say being enthusiastic about your faith around your children is? I think it's very important because if it's not, if they don't see the importance in you, then how are you going to make it important to them? If they, if you don't say, okay, kids, let's go. We're going to religion. I mean, you know, I know there's some days you're just like, oh, we got to go to church. Oh, religious education. I do understand that. But you know what? If you make it to where it's something that they look forward to, just like any other thing that they do, it plants that, that, that desire to want to be there. Because I know, I know, I see kids all the time. They walk in, they're just like, there's no smile. I'm like, I'm like, I know there's a smile there. Are you smiling? Are you smiling? Then all of a sudden you see them light up and the smile comes like, there it is. I knew it was underneath there somewhere. So if you plant that and you work on that, I think the kids, it just makes it easier. The transit, they just, they want to come. And I have some kids that are in, that were in pre-K this last year, like, they just waited till they could come in. They said, why can't we have religious education every day? I know I said, I would love to do that. But we love seeing you on Wednesdays. (laughs) And uh, one of the reasons I brought this up is because as far as I can think, I don't know of anybody that's more enthusiastic about (laughs) sharing the faith than you are. And I think that, you know, if someone is enthusiastic about sharing their faith, then catechesis is probably where you should be. Yes. Because it gives you the opportunity to pass that enthusiasm on. And I think that is something that's missing in our culture today. We do things more as a cultural thing than as something that's really, really important in our life for our personal needs to because our faith is that uh lisa i want to thank you very much for being on the show uh it's been a wonderful interview uh thank you i hope you get the opportunity to come back i want to remind our listeners we're going to take a short break we will be back on the other side and um, thank you for all our catechists out there and if you're not yet why not thank you and god bless all this i can I am